0: we've kind of lumped social media in with the phrase marketing and marketing traditionally has been directed at strangers. And so now we've taken all these tips and tricks to help strangers like us, and we've taken them and applied them to our friends and it sucks. It doesn't work that way. And our friends are annoyed and frustrated by it. And so this book is all about taking a step back and going, okay, man, how do you interact with somebody at coffee? Why can't we take that type of interaction, apply it to your social media so that you can be positioned in front of your people with valuable content for the right reasons? And that is Rethink Everything.
1: You're listening to Batting 1,000 with Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right, welcome to Batting 1,000. We are in the month of December. We're wrapping up season two, uh, and today I've got another heavy hitter in the mortgage industry. That's who we bring in here is people who can bring a ton of value, to you and your organization, and today you are going to love this conversation. Uh, today I've got Kyle Draper. I had a great privilege to, uh, to speak on a stage with Kyle uh, about a month ago um, uh, in Las Vegas at the AIM-Fuse 6 conference, um, and Kyle just knocked it out of the park. He is the co-founder and CEO of Higher Culture and Content Compounding. he's going to talk about what that is uh he is the author of rethink everything you know about social media and he is the resident expert in that in the industry uh you probably see his name and his picture all over the place on social media if you're paying attention Uh, and he calls himself a video marketing therapist which i (laughs) love that title Uh, thank you kyle's the guy and best of all he's a dear friend and and i always love it when i can bring people in that uh that that I not only love as a, as a human being, but uh, we, we've had a chance to hang out together and get to know each
0: other, and that's been great. So, Kyle, welcome. We're so honored to have you. Dale, it is an absolute privilege to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I've... I wish I was Tanner. <laughs> you're so, you're, you're, your skin looks so much better than mine, so maybe Jake can edit that in in the, the post. And
1: look, I've been trying to make him you know have me look like George Clooney for years, <laughs> and he won't do that, so I don't know if he'll give you a tan or not. Dang it. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks for having me, Dale.
1: Oh, great to have you. Great to have you. So here's what I want to talk about today. First off, talk for just a minute about your book um, and what that's all about, because I think every single person watching this should buy this book. If you're a leader, buy it for your whole team. It'll change the way you think about social media, which is such a critical part of our business today. Tell us a little bit about it and and kind of the, the, the highlight of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's like you said it earlier. It's called "Rethink Everything You Know About Social Media." It's ninety nine pages long, so there there is no room for fluff. It is completely driven for action. And 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 Dale, I, know I I wrote this. You know, I I'm a Christ follower, as I know you are. You know, we call the Bible living and active. We can yep. read a page over and over and over again and, and get something different from it. And and I that's how I wrote this book, that you could thumb to a page and find some encouragement, find some motivation, find a simple trick or or tip that you need to move forward. And, And that's what it was designed for because we've kind of lumped social media in with the phrase marketing. And marketing traditionally has been directed at strangers. Yep. And so now we've taken all these tips and tricks to help strangers like us, and we've taken them and applied them to our friends. Yep. And it sucks. It doesn't work that way. Yep. And our friends are annoyed and frustrated by it. And so this book is all about taking a step back and going, okay, man, how do you interact with somebody at coffee? Why can't we take that type of interaction, apply it to your social media so that you can be positioned in front of your people with valuable content for the right reasons? Yep. And that is Rethink Everything. I love it. Love
1: it. And
0: I love how you, you, you
1: your, your perspective, and I know we'll get into this today, your perspective on social media, but you know, everybody's on it. Most people don't do it properly. Um, yeah. You and I talked about this at the conference that you know people are way too business minded and transactional instead of being truly conversational and relational in their social media approach. And I think it's true for sales approach too. We'll talk about all of that today. Um, Just take for a minute and and talk to the audience about what is the key from your perspective
0: on what makes social media powerful? Well, the the greatest power to me, I mean, we could list 50 things as to why social media is powerful in, in and of itself. But I think the biggest thing for me, Dale, is that when done correctly, social media works for me while I'm not working. Right. And so when I create content that serves, when I create content that educates, when I create content that that is valuable to the consumer, if I'm on vacation, I'm on here recording a podcast with you, I'm traveling to speak at an event, like there are gonna be pockets of time where I'm not actively engaged in my business. And my business doesn't hit pause like most business people's does. Yeah. Because you're the only driver. And so I love that social media deploys, you know, what I call little mini Kyle Drapers. So I have an army of mini me's that are always scouring social media, positioning me in front of people that do or don't know me. And I think that's the greatest power. Yep. It, and it's But most people, right, they're the opposite. They're only using it to be billboards for their business. Therefore when somebody goes to your page to, in hopes of getting value they're like ugh yeah all this person does is talk about their loan products all this person does is talk about you know the closings they had and it does a horrible job of positioning you as the expert and as someone somebody can trust yep. to help them with the biggest purchase of their life yeah or the things that I see all the time that
1: I just shake my head is either they're posting up their results which I see that both on a corporate scale where companies will list their top yeah. loan officers. You're, you're literally putting your loan officers out there to be poached when you do that in the marketplace. Um, it, it doesn't wow. show any value to, to the consumer yeah. just because somebody's done a lot of loans. It doesn't really mean much to me as a consumer or as a, even right. as an agent, if I'm looking at that other than, okay, they're experienced, but that doesn't mean I necessarily want to work with you. And the other thing is just, I, I see this kind of silliness kind of trying to be comedic, but in a silly kind of way that doesn't really come across as real. I think the whole key from my perspective, when I look at great social media posts versus the ones that I don't spend even a second on are the ones that are capture me through great information and education. They're very well done. They're very professional, Um, but they're, but they're very conversational and
0: relational. Does that, does that make sense from your perspective? Yeah. And, but I agree with everything you just said, but I also think there is that person that learns through comedy. There is that person. And so good. Comedy. where I'm always good, where I'm on good, good comedy. Right. Right. But, but even good comedy, like that's, that's based on an opinion, you know, what, true. Good what, point. what we deem good comedy could be bad comedy. Like, I mean, think about how many times you've been told about a movie and then you actually watch it and you're like, eh you know, not, not my, not the best, but the person that referred it said it was the funniest movie they've ever seen. That's true. So my biggest thing when I'm coaching Dale is, is, is what you're trying to do authentic to you. If, if you see yourself in that capacity, that's good. And, and it may not fit my style of comedy or, or it may be deemed even, even unprofessional, right? Like who am I to draw the line for what's professional and what's not? Because we can have different opinions of that. I, I know people in, in it, so well, on the real estate side, maybe the mortgage side needs, has to stay a little bit more buttoned up. But I know realtors that are going to closings and flip-flops and they're doing 50 million a year. Right. And to me, I'm like, uh, probably crossing a line. But there's a lot of other flip flop wearing people that that was what <laughs> drew them to them. Yeah true is like, yes, you're like me. And so I'm just, I'm always the proponent of, is it true to you? If you're feeling like you're stretching or forcing yourself to do this based on what somebody told you, then we've got to scrap it and start over. Good.
1: Well, I think now that you just said that you're making me rethink, uh, (laughs) Everything I know <laughs> about social media. So that's good. Your, your, your book is timely. Maybe
0: it should be titled Rethink What You Think About Social Media. <laughs> well, but your I bus. mean, Dale, think about, think about how psychopath we would be if like I have this opinion, but then you as the expert, then you say what you think good social media is. And I'm like, oh no, well, yeah. I don't do what Dale likes. And then now I'm moving and shifting. And then I go to Todd Duncan's event and then Todd says something. And I'm like, oh gosh, well, I don't do what, and we look up and we're never truly ourselves because we're constantly ebbing and flowing in and out of what we believe other people want us to be. Yeah, it's a great point. And so I've had to just say, like for me personally and my brand on social media, I am not for everyone. Yeah. And I don't need to be. Right. And so as long as I believe what I do is is what I believe, then if somebody else is like, well, that's not quite professional enough. I lost a speaking gig last year because I don't wear suits and I'd rather know now that that's what's going to keep us from working together. Then I get to your city and they're like, where's your suit? And I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? (laughs) All right. So, so we, we've got to do a better job of being confident in who we are and and not fishing for the desires and accolades of others. That's great.
1: That's a great, great uh, suggestion right there. So here's here's where I want to center our conversation today. Um, you know, we're we're ending 2023. For most of the industry and, and any originators that are watching this, it was the toughest year in a long, long time, certainly since 2008, 9, and 10 that we've seen, but maybe even for some tougher than that, um, just because of some of the things that ebbed and flowed within uh, the industry. We're going into 2024. Uh, everything suggests that it's going to be a a better year than 2023 from a rate standpoint, from a buyer standpoint, all of these things. But it's still going to be the one thing that 2024 will be that 2023 was and 2022 was and 2021 and 2020 were not, is it's going to be a conversion year again, not not a volume year. You've heard me say this before. You and I talked about this in Vegas you know, there's really only two kinds of markets in the mortgage industry. You're either in a volume market where rates are very low, very appealing, consumers are going crazy, they're they're taking advantage of those rates and you're dealing with more customers you know what to do with, or you're in a conversion market where the market has shifted now. There's not near as much consumer activity. That's why social media is so important to create that activity. But when you create it, you have to convert it. And And, and to me... And I know you and I share this thought as much as we share our faith that you referenced earlier, is that it's really at the end of the day, what makes a great loan officer or a great lender in a conversion market is those that can articulate relationship and incredible service to their customers. That's what separates you wins. Not a quarter percent difference in rate because everybody's rates are high. It doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah. more how you connect with that customer on a personal level through conversation. And as I've said many times, you think about it, the word conversation has the word conversion embedded in it. And the only two letters that are added to that are the A and the T in the middle, which from my perspective means add time, add time to your mm, conversations and you're going to have more conversion. That's what's going to happen. So yeah. let's talk about from your perspective. How do we help loan officers get better? Because they got to be better. I, you know, you, you yeah. know, I train thousands upon thousands every single month in yeah. the mortgage industry. And, and I see them still doing the same things they did two, three years ago in a different market. Yeah. They haven't progressed a lot of times to be better at social media, better in their relations, better in their conversation. So talk about that. Tell me your thoughts on
0: that mindset. So, So first of all, in order to create relationship that can then convert, frequency has to be present. Amen. Right. I can't just be like, "Dell, it was great to see you." Fuse. I'll see you in a year. Right. Right. Like the likelihood of you and I doing anything in those next twelve months is so slim to none. Yep. And and so frequency has to increase, which not, which then means I have to be more present on social media. Yep. Period like my once a week post that that didn't really affect anything because money was so good in 2022 that needs to become every day in some capacity showing up online yep so that can be in posting that can be in spending time every day commenting on people's content yep right cuz what do we love more than anything being validated that's right so when when somebody you know we have a 6 month old and the other day, somebody commented on, her. she actually DM'd me, and she was like, your daughter is literally the Gerber baby. <laughs> well, I mean, I, come wow. on. As a dad, <laughs> yeah. I'm lighting up from ear to ear, thanking God for how pretty my wife is. That's right. right first of all. <laughs> and and I am so mindful of who said that to me Yep. because she didn't show up and make it about herself. She showed up and made it about me, Yep. which is what we all want. So- if we're not posting, we need to be commenting on people's stuff. But then the most important thing, when you talk about converting these relationships is we've got to be creating video inside of our processes. Yep. Because you're you're giving the blueprint, right? To every LO that you work with, you've given them the blueprint to success. And what I'm now noticing is there's not a gap in the blueprint but there is a opportunity to take the blueprint and put it on steroids. When, when we look at the process of a loan and maybe there's eight to 12 touch points, some are email, some are phone call, some are text message. And Dell, we ask ourselves the question, how many of these touch points can become video? Yeah. So cool. instead of just sending out the random email update, how much more powerful could it be to record a 12 second video? Hey, Drapers, just wanted to update you guys. Here's what we're waiting on. Here's the form we still need from you. And and seeing you, hearing you, feeling your energy, you are becoming celebrity to all of your people. That's great. Love right. That. We we call this a parasocial relationship. We originated this this idea back in the day before the internet with the way a normal person would sensationalize a relationship with a famous person right like i think the rock is my best friend why because i've watched all of his matches i've watched all of his shows all of his interviews i follow him on instagram and tiktok but i've never met him and he doesn't even know i exist right you and i can have that same type of relationship with with other people now because of the power of social media And and it starts in that consistent video content that people have to hear us, see us, feel us as if we're in the same room with one another every single day. Awesome.
1: And I think a lot of times I I just sense, and and again, I'm not a social media expert. That's why I'm having you on because you are. But in talking with loan officers every day and looking at a lot of the things that they post, what I sense is they're not doing that. That 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 no. it's it's a lot of, you know, what can I say or do today that'll get more followers? They're 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 thinking of, in the mindset of influencer by my numbers of followers versus actual relationship with the ones that you have that's gonna get you followers because as you build yeah. that relationship, what are those people obviously gonna say? You should go to this person's page. You should, should go to this person's site. Because they've got some great content, some great information. And man, they are super nice. They they are just they're not like other people that you run into in social media. It's such a great opportunity for connection, but we use it as a marketing tool, we use it as an advertisement tool, we use it as a tool to tell people how great we're doing, instead of really using it as a tool that builds relationship, helps people understand the single largest financial decision they ever make in a lifetime. Oh, yeah. and 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 how they can
0: go about that in a market that's very difficult well so you what what you said Dale, so true I added another f to it to just the the pastor in me it it always it it always has to 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 be the same letter right that alliteration that's right yeah you know, so you said you know most people are just there to try to get more followers and then I also think there's a group of people that are there just not to fail that's a good point so so they're looking at it going. Okay, Kyle, whatever, like, give it to me. What's the bare minimum that I can do to not be considered a failure here? Both are horrible, right? And and so I want to break down, I want to break down both of these because if you're somebody trying to gain a following, my first question to that person is always why? Because when I get them talking about how many transactions do they want to close in 2024, and let's say, they are they're aiming pretty high, and they say three hundred. Well, Dale, then I ask them, "Okay, cool, I love that three hundred. How many friends do you currently have on Facebook?" Oh, not very many, only like nine hundred. Well, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Well, not very many, like six hundred. In my mind, I'm not a mathematician, but that's fifteen hundred people, and they want to do three hundred transactions. To me. They're already winning, yep. When it comes to their position of influence, that's good over enough people to get to their number, yep. And so, my hope is always let me get you away from wanting more followers to so you're not doing what's trending, you're doing what's valuable. And if we would just go love and serve the people you already have, those numbers are in there, especially when some of that 1500 are realtors. So they represent more than one transaction, right. right? You go serve them well. Yep. And you're three to five new realtor partners away from doubling, tripling your your volume, right? Yep. yep. And, and so that's why we've got to let go of this. How do I get more followers mentality? Because in my attempt to go get more followers, I'm gonna completely neglect all the people who've already raised their hand and said, I'm a, fi- I'm a fan of Kyle. Right. And I'm like, no, nah, man, forget you. I'm gonna go find some new people. Yep. It's good. That's very so good. it's harder. It is. Well then, Dell, we've we've got the the not fail person. And this is the person that God bless them. They just post the crap that corporate gives them. Right. They just go ask, hey, do we have a folder at corporate with like a bunch of different content in it? And they just go pull canned content. And then a couple times a week, they share it. And so we have to buy into this mindset of I am the content. My life is the content. When you and I shared that awesome steak dinner in Vegas, that was awesome. We talked about everything other than business. Yep. We talked about our families. We talked about upbringing. We, you know, we, we talked about, you know, how I used to be a pastor and you led a church on the beach for for like 80 something years, right? Like a really long time. And and not at any point did either one of us try to spin the conversation to be about numbers, to be about transaction. And if and if that were the way we treated social media, it would change the game for us. And we know that these LOs can do it because they have coffee with people, Yep. right? If you went to coffee with one of the LOs listening to the podcast, I mean, surely they're going to know how to ask you questions and interact as a human being before a loan officer. Yep. And so if we can just convert coffee-like conversations to social media, it keeps us from chasing followers and doing the bare minimum not to fail. I love that. And we'll be blown away when people start showing up. So let me put on my executive
1: hat here for a minute. um, Sure. And ask you a question that some some executives who might be watching this or even loan officers watching this will say, okay, here's the challenge I've got. It's compliance. You know, my, my company creates those posts because they've passed compliance. And I'm afraid to say or do something that could go against that. I'm afraid of saying something wrong or doing that. And I think what you're teaching them is the secret ingredient. It's not taking the post from your company and changing or adding your, your, you know, something that you don't know is true. It's bringing your personality and how you've worked with people on that topic into that conversation. So you're creating more content that's built around the content that's already been approved it just right. has your
0: stamp of personal humanness attached to it. How do they do that? Yeah, well, so the, this is this is gonna sound so simple when I say it, but i've I've worked with some compliance departments in the past that have basically said we have to approve anything they post, right. And I've said, okay, so if we were to submit to you a fifteen minute video and you guys watched the video, and said yes this is good is it also safe to say that any content we create from this video is also safe and they go well we never we never been asked that before but <laughs> if we've already approved the video right. and you're not going to do anything outside of what's in the video right then yeah i guess technically it would already have been approved through compliance right and so to me, the best strategy for working inside of compliance and not just cussing them the whole time, right? Like they're not going away. So let's figure it out and embrace it instead yep. of be mad at it for the next decade. Get comfortable recording 10 minute videos where you're telling a story, educating on a certain topic and then send that in its entirety into corporate for them to approve. Yep. And then Del, from those 10 minutes, you can have blog posts. You can have reels and TikToks. You can have quote graphics with a quote you said from the video, put into Canva, made to look cool and pretty. And all of that could give you 10 to 12 different pieces of content from one 10-minute video, and it only had to go through compliance one time. Yep, awesome. Love it. So that that would be the strategy that I would coach people to. Yep. But if, can I speak to the executives that listen to this podcast? Please. Executives that are listening. If, if you're an LO that's listening, give this to your executive, this moment in time. You, as the executive, need to go fight for the ability for your people to show up online. It's good. Because you run the ship. Like right. you tell it what to do, where to go. And I think probably, Dale, too many executives go, well, compliance, they just said that we can't and, and instead of leading, they're they're conforming. And and I believe the 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 the, the CEOs, the 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 C level people that truly believe the power in social media would fight for some changes inside of compliance. Because it matters so much yep. for their ability to show up in front of people. Yep. That's so good. That's so good. I mean, I
1: think about simple things, you know, if, if you're a loan officer and you know, you said it earlier and, and this drives me crazy, the loan officer, is just constantly putting up programs. Here's my next program. Okay. This is mortgage speak that consumers don't understand. Right. And I like, yeah, but the agents, the agents don't understand it either. Don't kid yourself for a minute. Okay. There's, There's a small percentage of agents, and I've trained thousands upon thousands of them around the country, who really understand mortgage products. They they don't need to understand. That's why they have us. It's our job to take our products and show them all they need to know to understand how to apply it to the world to grow their business and apply to the consumer to help them. So, a great example of what you just said is if if I'm a loan officer and my company's giving me an approved. Um, uh, ad or approved uh, statement that I can put up on social media about a product, bring in a personal story of a customer you worked with, obviously keeping their identity, you know, concealed and just say, here's how it changed my customer's life. And it could do the same for you. And that would be so meaningful to somebody watching and says, oh, now I understand how to take Something that seems mortgage-based that I know nothing about, but apply it to my life as to how it can change my life in a powerful way.
0: 100%. It, education to me is everything when it, it comes to social media. If if we would educate on mortgage, we could talk about mortgage every day. Yep. No one would be offended of our education. They're offended by us shoving it down their throat because it's done in a salesy way every time good. And so think about if, if on top of what you just said, Dale, what if an LO that, you know, much like you and I, we like speaking in front of people. We, maybe we had a speaking career in a different manner before this, like I did. And so think about the LO that looked at their portfolio of products and they asked themselves right now in December of 2023, which one of these products would I like to sell more of next year that I didn't sell enough of this year? Yep and go on a tour around the the real estate offices of your city and say, hey, could I feed you guys lunch? Could I bring you guys snacks? And, And could I give you a 15 minute presentation on the power of this product? And then while you're there, strap on a wireless mic, set your camera up or your phone up in the back of the room and then record your entire presentation. And good. so not only are you serving the, the realtors, but now you're creating content that's in a different environment than people are used to seeing you. And it's such an easy way to gain access to people that costs you whatever the cost of the food is that you're going to bring in day. Yep. So
1: good. So, so, let's talk about this for a minute because one of the things that I teach all the time, you know, the the most common question I get from loan officers who work with in the re- distributed retail world, where they work with real estate agents, financial planners, builders, all the like. Okay, the number one question I get is, all right, how do I prospect effectively and get a meeting with them? What do I say to them to be able to get them to say, I want to meet with you? And my answer. time is the same answer. You don't say anything to them. You start with social media. And what you do is you start by following them. You start by making comments on their quotes and their their posts that they put up. You do that by sharing their posts, by taking a listing that a realtor puts up and putting up on your page to say, here's a great looking house that I just came across with this realtor that I found on social media. And, yeah. and, and if you do that for a 10 day period, every time you do it, that realtor's going to get notified of it and they're going right. to start wondering who's this Kyle Draper guy that's posting my stuff and liking right. all my pages and doing all that. And now when you pick up the phone and call them and say, you know, Kyle, the reason I'm calling you is because I've been following your agency. You guys do incredible work as real estate agents yeah. and I love what you're doing. As you probably noticed, I've been posting your stuff up because I like what you're doing out there. And I'd like to talk to you about help your, how to help your business get to the next level. It's really that simple. You know, it's not rocket science.
0: It's using social media as your yes. shoehorn to get into the shoe. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And and it's the exact way that I would do it. The only difference that I would have is, you know, you you came from the generation that the phone call was the most powerful way to communicate with people. Yep. I now believe that video is even more powerful than the phone call mm-hmm. because video allows it to stay on your terms and I'm not bothering you. And so it's good. the only thing that I would do different in everything you just said is instead of making that phone call right away, I'd send them a quick video through the DMs and just say, hey, Dell, you know, hope you're doing well. I don't know if you've noticed that I've been sharing some of your stuff. I know you're crazy busy, but I'd love the opportunity to to get together or have a conversation. Yep, that's great. And now I'm showing up in your world on your terms instead of cold calling you or knocking on your front door, right? People my age, I don't answer the phone. If I don't know it's you, if I see a number that I don't know pop up on my phone, there's 0% chance I'm going to answer. Yep. And I even say in my voicemail, if you want me to respond, text me. Okay, good. So so we got to make sure we're, we're coming in, I think, the way people desire us to. Yep. And and it's, it's just, even think about, it's all about the details. Think about, go back to the beginning of your analogy. What if before you shared the Realtors listing, what if you just DM them and asked for their permission to? I don't need it. They've put it out there publicly. But what if I showed you honor and reverence Good. by just saying, hey, Dell, you don't know me yet. I'm a lender in the area. I saw your incredible listing. I think some of my people might be interested in it. Would you mind if I share it to my Facebook page? That's pure gold right there. <laughs> and they're going to say yes. <laughs> yes, of course they are. But I just got you to respond to me. Right. Because I didn't ask you for anything. And now... I'm going to show up in your algorithm more because we're communicating through DMs. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome.
0: So that seems pretty good to me. I love
1: it. I I interviewed a, uh, a realtor about two months ago who sold 540 some homes in 2022. Okay. Wow. This is a, this is a top tier, one of the best in the country realtors. Yeah. And I asked him this question. I said, you know, tell me a little bit about what you like and don't like in communication and Interestingly enough, the first thing he said was, I love when people send me a video via text. Mm. He said, but here's the key. Then he needs to know me. Yeah. He said, here's the key. Well, I actually told him your name, which is funny. Oh,
0: good. He said, here's
1: the key. He said, the key is it better be short and it better be personal. I don't want you to send me something that I know that 30 other realtors got the same exact thing because you just lost me right there. If you do that. It's about being real in this marketplace, when you use video and use social media, I think that's the key to all of it. Would you agree?
0: Ah, 100%. Just the other day, I, well, I'd met a CEO of a big mortgage company. Actually, I take that back. He spoke at Fuse, but I didn't meet him. So I knew, I saw him, but I didn't meet him. I sent him a DM through Instagram. Saying something about, you know, like telling him I loved his talk and and I and I I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I wanted to. Dale, he sends me a message back that says, I feel like an idiot. I don't know how to send a video back to you. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So then I send him another video back saying, Hey, look for this button. If you'll touch that button, then you'll have options, and then touch this button. And then he within hours, he sent me a video back. Wow. I'm already coaching his marketing department because of that interaction. Wow. If I would have used traditional communication to get to him, his gatekeepers would have never let me through. That's awesome. Right? If I would have just sent an email, he would have never seen it. And if he did, it'd have been one of a hundred that he got that day. But because I was able to cut through the noise with a personal video, it completely changed his willingness to pay attention versus it just being another, you know, noise from the crowd. Awesome.
1: It's all about being memorable. It's, it's interesting because, you know, you, you mentioned earlier how us speakers love to use our acrostics and we love to use yeah. letters and stuff. Um, one of the ones that I've always loved is the word memorable. If you take the last five letters of memorable, it's R-A-B-L-E. Respell that. What does it sell? Spell. Be real. Mm. Is it the end of memorable? So to be memorable, you have to be real. So good. It's the only way you're going to get there. And 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 the key to success in the marketplace today is not having the best price, not being able to close the loans the fastest. I've said it a million times in my career. If I've said it once, there's always a cheaper and there's always a faster, but there's yeah. not a better. If you do it the right way, you got to be memorable. So good when you do that. So. These are the so things good.
0: that matter. Well, it, and to that point, if I could share one final story, please. It, you know, most LOs now, the, I think they're they're still bought into the phone call is the most powerful form of communication. And I'm not here to say it's absolutely not, but I want us to think about. Imagine Dell, you're my lender. And so you're working with the Drapers. We've just kind of started the process. You're gonna communicate with me probably yep. as the as the, the the main decision maker in the home. And, and so in your mind, you're gonna call me when it's important and then I'm gonna get home and I'm gonna say, honey, guess what? Dale called and she's gonna go, well, what did he say? And I'm gonna say, he said, we're good. Well, what what does that mean? I I don't know. Like he he gave us an update. He said we're good to go. The bank has this blah 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 blah, and she's gonna say, "Well, how long did y'all talk on the phone?" Like you see where this interrogation's going. Right? I do. I do. Well, we were on the phone for probably 15 minutes. So in 15 minutes, all he said to you was that you're good to go. Well, no, honey, we talked about more than that. So I, I'm trying to paint this picture, right? Of if all you ever do is call when it's important. Though that's great for you and I, you're trusting that I'm going to pass down secondhand information to the other really po- important person in my family. Yeah. And so, Dell, what I worry about for a lot of LOs is they get to the end of the transaction and one member of the family thinks they're an idiot. <laughs> right. We're going to drive home that day and my wife's going to go, how much did Dell make off of that? What did he even do? Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, what did he do? He did everything. But I'm the only one that ever spoke to you. That's right. And all my wife ever heard was, he said, we're good. And so think about if, if you really knew us and you were able to send videos that were like, Drapers, Harrison, Everly, hi, Ruby. I, y'all are cleared to close. I wanted y'all to know. I can't wait for y'all to see your new home. And now I get to go home and share that video with awesome. my family. Awesome. Now you're Uncle Dale to my kids. <laughs> right? Like That's true. When my daughter tells That's her true. friends that like I moved into a new house. Well, how'd you do that? Well, Uncle Dale helped us.
1: That's awesome.
0: And so there's so much power, aside from the social media spot, of, of just being in front of the camera because I could send that video to my parents. Guess what, guys? Guess what, Mom and Dad? We're cleared to close. And now my parents who didn't know you get to watch your energy for my family. And th- There's just, there's so much opportunity There is that will never stop showing up if you and I are willing to get in front of a camera and speak into it. This is why I love hanging around
1: with young, brilliant guys like you, Kyle, because Come on. old guys like me learn a lot when we listen to, to young guys who, who know what they're doing, because you're right. I mean... Even, even for me, in my mind, and this is part generational for my generation, as a baby boomer, we think the telephone is the best form of communication. But yeah. in fact, that's not what it is for a lot of people in today's society. And in our generation, we, love get, we would love getting a video like that. That, that would not be offensive to us. That would be completely unique. And we'd be like, wow, that's somebody who took time. They didn't send me the email that had a bunch of information I didn't understand. They didn't send me a text that I had to decipher and disseminate that I didn't understand. They're clear as a bell. Their relationals all get out,
0: and now they're Uncle Dale. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that awesome? It is. It really it, is. It's just so. It, it's so cool when when we really begin to understand like the leverage that this brings us. And so I hope I hope somebody will get it today.
1: So l- let me close out with two final questions. Uh one is this, you know, I because I, I hear this a lot about not just social media, but you know, when I'm when I'm coaching loan officers on making their daily sales calls and following up with their customers and following up with their agents, it's always the same excuse that we hear. Well, I'm so busy. And my response to that is time blocking, time blocking, time yeah. blocking. You just need to time block it in. If you make your mornings really powerful and you get up and you start by first doing your social media posts, first thing in the morning, from there, move to your calls, to your agents and your clients and the people you need to follow up with. Then start contacting people after that because you've already planted a seed there. Now you can follow up on that seed. It's all a matter of time blocking would you agree with that? And is there anything else you would advise to people who are sitting there watching this going, okay, this sounds great, Kyle, but I'm so busy, I don't have
0: time to post everything. Yeah. I you're way more organized of a human being than me. So I'm not even gonna try to act like I have my time blocking figured out. So I'm gonna let you keep that. All right, got and it and say, yes, I agree with you, but I'm not gonna pretend like like I can coach to that the way you can. So I'll I'll say this. We make time for what we value. That's right. So if if a random person texts me and says, hey, Kyle, want to go to lunch, I'm going to say no. If you show up in Dallas-Fort Worth and you say, hey, Kyle, I'm in Dallas for the day, want to go to dinner. Oh, wow. All of a sudden I happen to be available because we make time for what we value. That's right. And so for whatever it is, if the response is ever, I'm too busy, what we really should say is I don't value that. Wow, and now we great. feel bad, right? If, if you say, make your calls and, and I say, I'm too busy, but instead I say, Dell, I don't value that. Well, now you and I can have a very different conversation about why I don't value what you value. And, and so that would be just my challenge to people is the next time you say, I don't have time or I'm too busy, replace it with, I don't value that. That's good. So the next time your kid comes over and says, dad, can we go play catch? oh, son, I'm just so busy. Instead, say, son, I don't value you and see how that goes. Wow. That's so It changes our perspective. That
1: does. That's so powerful. So that was, that's about the fourth piece of pure gold you've dropped, Kyle. I appreciate that so much. I'm glad I read enough books from other people to steal all their stuff for this episode. Good stuff. All right, last question. Talk about the importance, because I know for me, this is something I harp on all the time. Talk about the importance of people's words and their tone in everything they do social media, their videos, all of the communication we do talk
0: about that for a minute. I think for me it's simple. the The question I'm always asking myself whenever I post something or or even in, in, a, in a video I might make is does what I'm about to post, does the video that I'm about to record, help someone trust me more or less. That's good. So example, right? Florida State just got, you know, in a lot of people's minds, royally screwed over by the by the, the playoff committee. Mm-hmm. I am watching people just get irate on social media and they're dropping F-bombs and they're, and I'm watching that going, you're supposed to be trusted. With yep. the largest purchase yep. in someone's life, yep. and you're willing to risk that to be a moron about college football? Yep, good. Because like it or not, that simple post with vulgarity in it, like it's going to impact someone negatively towards the way they feel about you. Yep, and and so. Dale, I get permission to say, I don't care about that. I'm going to do it anyway. And that's okay if that's what they choose. Or I get to say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to tone this down. Or I'm going to not post it at all because there's zero value in this post for anyone. Yep. Because every word we ever say can and will be held against us or fight in our favor at some point. And so that's what it comes down to for me is, you know, does my tone that I'm using right now, does it allow someone to trust me more or less? If the answer is it doesn't, then I need to fix it. I love it. And if it does, then I'm going to keep going and write and, and it as long as I can. That's awesome.
1: The verse out of Ephesians 4.29 just absolutely stands out in this conversation where it says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that mm. it may benefit those who listen. I, I remind loan officers all the time, every word you say and every word you write, you, your point you are just made is dead on. It's going to come back to you. Yeah. And anything you say, you're not just communicating to the person you're communicating to, but anybody who can hear or see it. Right. And you gotta remember that. You gotta you gotta remind so yourself that you are you have an audience much bigger than you think you do. And you wanna yes. make sure that anybody who would read or hear that is is gonna come away and go, you know what, that benefited me. That I needed right. to hear that. And that was something that was really helpful to my life. And they will increase their trust for you. So I loved the way you laid that out. Kyle, wow, this has been Amazing. You have been an incredible guest. I, I'm not Thank surprised you. because I spent enough time with you. We're in Vegas together and we're going to do a lot more of that in the future because I'm hanging out with you. I now, hope so. T- tell us tell us about your company. Tell us about where people could go to find you. Tell us about, yeah. I know you've got some workshops happening and some things that would be yeah. really valuable for companies to sign up for and loan officers to sign up for. Talk about those for a minute.
0: Yeah, Dale, you you mentioned it in in the intro. like. I have a a company called Content Compounding. We do content creation services. Happy to talk to people about that. I have a company called Higher Culture VA where we help hire virtual assistants for people. Happy to talk to you about that. What I have coming up immediately is from January 1st through March 31st, I am running a 90-day social media boot camp where the goal, the big goal is to, to do over 100 videos in 90 days. Nice. Because what I watch most people do is they commit to the consistency of doing video and they commit to doing one a week, which sounds very noble compared to the zero they're currently doing. Yep. But when you really look at it, doing anything once a week will never become habit. It will always feel forced. Agreed. And so the people that I've run through my boot camps of different links where we're doing video every single day they're the ones that years later are still doing content versus the ones that flamed out as soon as i wasn't in their their daily life anymore and so it's going to be unbelievable that i'm sure that there will be a link somewhere around the episode that'll take you to it there will but it's it's 1500 bucks uh, I'll even work out a discount for you know the 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 Baton One Thousand listeners that that, that want to be a part of it. But there's no greater way to start the year than to start making a strength what's always been a weakness. Yep. And so I'd love to have people be it, sign up for it. That's awesome. Well,
1: I wholeheartedly endorse anything Kyle's doing. So if you are an independent loan originator, you're watching this, you should need to sign up for that boot camp. Great way to start 2024 out. You will build a ton of referral opportunities and customers and deepen your relationships with the one you have uh, if you do that. Um, And if you're uh, one of the lenders that watches this, I know a lot of executives watch these podcasts. Um, I certainly would highly recommend getting in contact with Kyle, talking to him about how he can kind of guide your marketing department on this whole subject of videos and social media. Um, As you heard today, the guy's brilliant. He knows what he's talking about. Um, he's he's the hottest commodity in social media in our Whoa. industry today for a reason. So,
0: will you tell my will you tell my wife that?
1: I will. I'll send her Thank out. You.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Dell. Well, listen, Kyle. Great hanging out with you. Thank
1: you so much for being a guest uh, and a friend. And uh, I look forward to us working together again. Hopefully, sharing the stage again sometime soon. Yes, sir. Batting 1000 is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion. Or tweet us using the hashtag Batting1000. That's hashtag Batting1000.